0: This is Unhirable with White Karen and
1: zombie. Okay, everybody get ready. All right, no, just kidding. We already started. Surprise. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Kevin Allison is our guest today. Hi, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> Kevin hosts Risk, uh, a podcast that, the first podcast they ever did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Risk started in 2009, so we were kind of... Now looking back, we were kind of in the early stages of the whole podcasting thing, and
1: I think that I met you in 2011. Uh huh. I took a class. Yeah,
0: I was teaching a story. I, I risk we it's. I have a sister company, the Story Studio. So we not we don't only do the show, but we teach people, and now we've got a lot of corporate cl- clients. So it's fascinating because risk is so like inappropriate like like you would not ne- yeah. it's funny that people trust they like they hear that there's a craft that's going into the storytelling on the show but i have to tell them oh yeah and of course the business storytelling workshops we do do not at all like match the level of like the the x-rated sort of storytelling you would hear on
1: rest. but you got to go where the money is
0: oh yeah so that's like amazing you know (laughs) i imagine like there are cases where they're you know we're starting to talk to some corporate people who are so like oh my god i believe in what you do so much that we'll pay you guys to go to prisons and rape shelters and shit like that and help so we're like holy shit yes of course that makes so much sense oh to do little workshops to help those people share their stories yeah 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 Risk is a storytelling show. It, we say it's where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public. And the whole idea is. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, the shit that Tommy has shared on the show has been out there. Literal sure. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't a Race Wars exclusive when I talked about getting shit all over <laughs> on that show. <laughs> Shit
0: has come up on Risk in so many different ways. <laughs> you are a toast.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, writers, comics, and totally ordinary people. The, the, one of the most amazing things about the show is that people, the fans, are so into it that we tour constantly. We're constantly going to you know, places like Dallas or Portland or Philadelphia or wherever. And those people listen to the show and they write in their pitches. And a lot of them are not at all working comedians or writers. They're just ordinary people to whom the craziest shit happened. And they're just like, they trust the show because they've heard how over the years we kind of take care of people.
1: What percentage of people in your experience lie? In their stories.
0: Oh, that's
1: a very
0: interesting question because we have had a couple of stories where where fans have written in. I think that's bullshit, and we've like done a little bit of asking around of friends and you know asking the storytellers directly. In one case, it was a police officer who had done a lot of work with um, you know rescuing children from sex slave uh, situations. And someone wrote in, he was like, I don't know that I trust that that guy was really that kind of cop and yada yada. And uh, Tim wrote back, he was like, oh no, like stat, 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 fact, 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 here's the reasons I couldn't say this this way and yada. Like he was like, it was all like very on the level.
1: But he was real. He's real. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's
0: very real. Oh God, the one... Uh, uh, an extraordinary story that I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, tell yeah. the Don't whole blow, story. Don't bust it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, especially because the guy wouldn't tell it. But he. We were. We were. We were coming to a particular American city, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and we get a pitch from a guy who's like, "I'm kind of, maybe, sort of. I murdered a guy. Um, kind of, sort of, maybe. Okay. Right. And the statute of limitations has way run out. Or maybe." Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. (laughs) The details of the story were murky and ambiguous enough that it was like, oh yeah, I mean, because it was a gay bashing incident where you know he was an Olympic swimmer and he was able to escape from this guy out at sea in a way that he knew the guy couldn't swim after him well enough. You know what I mean? So it was, it was really escape. No, I well, I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he. I think he was practicing to be an Olympic swimmer. But anyway, um, uh, it, it, when it, when the day came up to do it, he called me and he said, uh, "I can't do this." And I could hear that it, that his wife was in the background encouraging him not to. And what he ultimately said was, uh, "I, it's not true. Like too much of it is bullshit." And. I wasn't sure if it was his wife, oh. you know, or 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 him. That was, well, yeah, it, yeah. Do you think it could be that it was true that he murdered someone and is lying about it being a lie? Oh. I actually believed the story, and I think that he just felt like he couldn't share it because mm. – and I was like, well, it can be under a fake name, you know, and we can change locations oh, right. and stuff it's like right. that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Risk <laughs> – it's a live show and a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do radio style stories, too. But he wanted to tell it live in front of an audience.
1: There's been some, like, really great moments of catharsis on Risk. I like oh Risk God. a lot. And I really dislike the moth. Mm. And I remember when I took that class with you. And the reason I took that class with you, it's 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 ranked. Like, the audience votes.
0: Right, right, right. You're judged as far as how
1: you're yeah, – yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a competition yeah 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 and it's but it's also extremely connected to the new york times and the new yorker and that whole uppity uppity white yeah so so yeah it's everything uppity white bullshit to definitely whitewash over parts of their story that are a little too you know uh, that that would they typically talk about on risk yeah
1: The moth has done, I'm sure, some good work. But I remember oh, yeah. you saying oh, yeah. that mo- you didn't like the you didn't like uh a, a story winning. Like that, yeah, that yeah, was something I don't that didn't like make the whole sense. Competitive idea. Does and that extend to art in general for you? What's that? Does that extend to art in general that it shouldn't be ranked?
0: Yeah, well it's very, very funny because like there are certain award ceremonies that are like for for some reason I feel like the Oscars are more legit than the Grammys because there's a limited amount of movies that are capable of coming out so there's a range of judging there whereas the Grammys it's just like There is so much music and there's so much music that doesn't make money, that's amazing. And that, you know, only people who are kind of really in the know about that genre. Mm -hmm. And so so when the Grammys come around, I always feel like, oh, that just feels so political and media-driven and like, you know, I I don't know, it's, it's... What? Music is the worst. Yeah, 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 the music
1: industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. your show is very music centered though oh it is we risk make a yeah totally huge
0: point. from the very beginning we made a huge point of including like indie artists like people you would you yeah. would not hear off the beaten trap um and that takes an amazing amount of research I've got to be constantly listening to in- indie and that singles. That would be
1: really tedious for me. Because <laughs> I one thing I value in music is familiarity. Yeah, like so, no. I like really poppy hooks that I can just like whoosh, grab onto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your favorite song ever. This conversation. <laughs> Yeah. But I've seen you dance. So that can't be entirely true.
0: No, not me. I need to be really kind of driven and inspired by that particular
1: song. I'm with you. I like I like a beat, but I like I like I like you want the energy. But I want to go back to something that you were saying earlier, uh, like I said, about the Oscars. Cause that made me think of harvey weinstein and like that's making me think about like abuse and sort of like systems and in all the stories because how many stories have you seen would oh you God. estimate have you uh, ever done that number uh,
0: probably a thousand or so that we've worked on we've had 360 or so episodes and each has uh, like an average of three stories I, I guess since some are one story episodes I guess maybe the average of them all across Yeah, no, I would say it's about an average of 3 all across those episodes.
1: But I mean, you also like have facilitated like classes, you have done shows, like I mean, how many stories do you you've heard so many stories. I think I hear a lot of lies. That's why I asked that question. Oh, interesting. It like annoys me to go to like The Moth cuz I feel like a lot of people lie, and I don't mean like just like wholesale makeup things, although I do think that that happens a lot I think there's a tendency especially in these sort of like gentrified mothy shows
0: yeah yeah like making sure the story tells a a, a moral in a certain way that is really like appealing follows a
1: structure and like you show you're clever in a certain way so that you get the approbation I I forget
0: the name of the guy there's a moth storyteller who wrote an article once about there being four kinds of lies that you're constantly running into in people's true stories Uh, the lie of um what are they all omission just leaving out important details that would kind of water down the effect uh the l- lie of uh, one of them is amalgamating characters you know like like oh there's too many characters let me make jim and nancy two people or or just exclude a person you know what i mean mm. and i forget what all maybe time the order the lies of the order in which things happen so, Oh, absolutely. No, my it's my necessary. my opinion is that the brain itself relies on lies in order to make sense of its own you it's know all that information. System, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They say psychologists say that if you put three words, three very random words in front of a person, the person's brain cannot help but to start constructing a narrative for how those three words would go together
1: and it's based probably on past experience i imagine what's familiar right 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 so it tries to rewrite what it already knows what's really freaky though is all the tests
0: on the way that the brain is split so that certain information processing on one side is not processing on the other so that people come if they if they snip a person's brain a person will Come up with a story for why they got up to go to the refrigerator, and the researchers will know no, this person doesn't understand it's because we handed a thing that said get up and go to the refrigerator. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And then they'll write what
1: it is, but not know why they Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. We know nothing about the brain. <laughs> it's really, it's, 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 yeah. Tom Cruise could be right, like could literally be aliens. I don't discount that wholesale because there's a lack of evidentiary support just like God.
0: Oh, well, according to like theorists, like like there's actually I guess I, I don't I don't know how to defend this, but I guess it's mathematically possible that if more intelligence life exists, then that intelligence is probably able to create intelligence and thus to create matrixes you know
1: so the matrix was right yeah Ooh, so so, like so what what are their names the siblings yeah yeah it's so, so a lot of letters <laughs> not a lot of vowels
0: <laughs> they're led by tom cruise you
2: know life, it must be so
0: because you know i heard
2: that too it oh, be right. so if like could make life, not just, like, or
0: right If it's the opposite, if we'd come and they were more or less plans. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the
2: argument for that? Do you know? That, like, it, because there is something behind
0: it. Like, oh, oh. That, that, I don't know. Acor- it, it, it's according to that whole multiverse theory, you know? Okay. So... I don't know what the real defense of it is. I just know that mathematically th- th- they calculate that our universe does like have some sort of like end or or or, 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 or it's expanding. But there's got to be more out there mathematically. So the theory that there are many universes and that's m- many more chances of there being. Other I know when better.
1: you really think about it on that level, like nothing is significant. But then at the same time, I don't know like we really just don't know anything we don't know anything about why we're here and we also i don't think really know anything about the stories that we get because i think most of the stories that we're getting whether we're in the matrix or not whatever this reality is like we get most of those stories from what i think we can all agree on are psychopaths like we're seeing and that's why i was asking about lying too because the whole harvey weinstein thing really has made me think about who tells us the stories? You said the Oscars are sort of like the least political, but I almost have been... What, what I realize Oh,
0: no, I don't think they're the least political. Or no, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They've always been the most palatable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been like the most interested in them. Mm-hmm. Well, the Tonys, too, because they have the best performances. Mm-hmm. But what I what I realize is that like Meryl Streep says... And I, I'm not trying to like just shit all over Meryl Streep. I just love Meryl Streep. I mean, I love. <laughs> Does I, she come up no. on an episode? I don't know if that's. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, she had that. She had that like statement because she called Harvey Weinstein God in a in an award show speech once. Oh. And there's like all the pictures of her. He he won her her Oscar for The Iron Lady. Oh. I'm mad about it. And I'll tell you why. I think it's because so wait, wait, I have personal what was experience, statement, though? What was her your... statement was that not everybody knew oh, and oh, that in her experiences, that's what I'm saying. Bottom line. Oh, well, she knew. I can tell yes. you a story.
0: I was a cater waiter in the 90s for for like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, this is a story I've never told before. <laughs> i was a cater waiter in the 90s for this company that was the creme de la creme like our customers were donald trump and you know just big,
1: big marla people. or ivana Do you remember? I don't even remember. No, no. I remember. Important detail. All right, all right, all right. It is, it is.
0: (laughs) Martha Stewart, uh, Ralph Lauren, people like that. So so I got to see some interiors. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I was, and of course I was having as much sex as possible with the other cater waiters. I wrote a great story. Oh, I was at the Koch Brothers. Oh, my God. I have so oh many uh, cater waitering stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a porn story about catering for the Koch Brothers, and it was published in Play Guy Magazine. I just changed the names of the rich people. No, 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 no. The, the porn was about one of them having a son who gets <laughs> fucked. By this Latino oh, cater with Oh yeah, it was totally made up. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 anyway, anyway, man. Anyway,
0: I at one point I was catering at the. I think it was called Talk
1: Magazine. Mm, yeah, was that what's her name? Tina. Uh, owned by yeah, Tina. Tina how? No. The uh, Brown. A, of, Tina Brown. Of, of Tina the Brown. New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: And. It was a party on Liberty Island. So the company or Weinstein or someone like that had just rented Liberty Island uh, with the Statue of Liberty and all. And there's this huge picnic of all these very famous people. And for about an hour, a, a, cap- a, captain, a catering captain came up to me and he was like, okay, for an hour, you are going to be the personal butler to Mr. Weinstein. But you have to stay out of uh, earshot. He needs to know you're there. You know, you introduce yourself and then step away. So he knows where to see you at all times, right? But you, but he doesn't want you listening in on what he's saying. So you have to stand away. And I was like, you're shifting me off after an hour? Wouldn't it make more sense to have someone on the whole evening, because there was a list of things to memorize about what he wanted and didn't want, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they said no. We've been told no. Switch every hour <laughs> because someone might see too much. Is literally what this guy said to me. Um, so he was at least one person an hour. My understanding is that his someone, someone from his team, had clearly told. The catering company keeps switching them out because when he has some drinks in him, God only knows what's going to happen. Now, at the time, at the time, I was thinking that, oh, maybe he gets drunk and gets violent. I really wasn't thinking so much of, oh, yeah.
1: No, I mean, I know a guy who talks about having... Um, work stress streams He's talked about this Before this From when he worked For three years With Harvey Weinstein yeah. I think in the 90s Yeah He posted about this Like probably a year ago I remember thinking like Oh I guess that guy Really must be A complete psychopath But I assume All those guys Are complete psychopaths Like all of them <laughs> Because from what I've heard, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, by all, do you mean like just big shot movie? Like Exactly. Yeah. Big
1: sh- All the big shot movie and TV guys. And uh, maybe not all of them, but all of them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's not just the straight ones. It's the gay ones too. Right. Like, and this is what I think. I also think probably because given like a personal connection I have to coming from Boston, the Catholic Church there. Yeah. My generation, the year 2000, when the spotlight scandal exploded, that's yeah. when I was 18. Priests oh, wow. that I was an altar boy with didn't touch me, but like totally were molesting other boys. Yeah. Yeah. And in my own family, like just coming from a family that was silenced about its abuse too. Right. So, like to see this now happening it 's a familiar pattern, and I really think what 's going to happen is going to be like what happened with the Catholic Church oh yeah, like pandora 's box I, well, I kind of hope so, but I, I will see it, it could go the other a, a way. Few,
0: a few people have said that, a few people have said that um. Oh, the, the Oh well, no. I mean, I, I, you know, I, that would be. Is is that the thinking that because Cosby is so huge, it opened the the doors for this
1: to happen? No, I don't know, because that distances it from the fundamental issue, which is the abuse. So like when you talk about like the characters, that distances it from the systemic abuse, that's mm. what the root of it is, so that's what's similar to the Catholic Church rather mm. than one individual person. Or just yeah. I,
0: I mean, you know, there's also the whole like the Penn State thing where that was very institutional. Totally, you know. Yeah. So it, it, so it's not necessarily this institution versus I mean, a lot of them have similar you know vibes in well, that respect. That
1: College sports. Academy? Title Nine.
0: It for decades. Yeah, I think that's why it's that now that, that people burst. are like, "Wow, this is decades long," yeah. and if two of these have broken quite recently, that are so huge, Cosby and this. Yeah um what more is there
1: coming I think Brian Singer is just as shocking as this like the yeah. the things about Brian Singer but nobody cares about him For like a millisecond I think because it was boys I think people care more about No do you think so I think so I think that the gay story makes people much less comfortable to really go after whereas now it's like we're protecting the women that's mm. what I think. I think there's like a subtle homophobia there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Karen gets so silently shocked when I make one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did hear a
0: recording of him today. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, no. Did oh, you hear singer. that? No, no, not singer. So uh, Yeah, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ronan Farrow literally knocked it out of the park in the new yorker
0: well now explain to me exactly what he did though because the new york times had been working on this story for a long time right so yeah. so was ronan farrow also working on this story yeah really he was working on it at the same time oh fascinating oh well because ronan farrow you know why i like ronan farrow? was there an agreement an about who would go who would oh break i don't know it? probably that's interesting. Let's do
1: this together. This is a very Mia Farrow move. You, that this you, this is like where you see that he's her son. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You really feel the weight of those jeans. Oh yeah, yeah, yes yeah. He's, he's
0: he's like uh-huh. he's doing some. You know, I'm I'm fighting back here. So oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, he's he's. Oh good, do it. You get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing their job.
0: Oh oh the New York Times and Ron and Farrell. Oh oh I thought you were talking about Cosby versus Weinstein. I was like, what's their relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. It's just that it's it's just that it's so stressful for people, you know? I mean, the 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 whole there is so much that's stressing everyone out right now. I've gotten into Buddhism this year because just a deal, to, mm. to, you know, to start medit. There's a there's a guy his name is Robert Wright. He wrote this book Why Buddhism is True. And he just published an article in Vox about using mindfulness to ground yourself so that you can float through the chaos rather than, you know, be get caught up in the madness and, and lose yourself.
1: Well, I mean, we're also, like, experiencing just the complete degeneration of our environment. Like, it's falling apart. The oceans are attacking. It's, like, very scary to see how hope, how helpless we are. Yeah, of course it is.
0: Yeah. And, and, well, you know, like stuff, like yeah. like stuff, like epidemics. Yeah, exactly. And it's gonna be like the line between okay and not okay is
2: gonna be real thin and hard.
0: Like environmental <laughs> okay. environmental problems in Syria were a huge part yeah. of that story, you know? Totally. And now, I mean, looking at Puerto Rico right now—oh my just god, like, Jesus! I
1: mean, every death right now is just very scary because it shows you that they will let you die. It's a There's no mm. reason for them. It's a preview the for how expendable we, we are. Oh, oh god. god. You know, I give god. white women a lot of shit um, often, but. Like, I will say that <laughs> all the women, <laughs> 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 it's not just white women, but there are white women who are doing a good job of this. It's all women. And I think we should look at the women that are talking about what's happening. Preserving things. Well, yeah, just that women really do. I, I, the women in like the Harvey Weinstein thing. They're the ones who are talking about systemic change. Yeah, yeah, who are talking about addressing root causes. Yeah. So like we listen to these men, and we're getting nowhere because we, we we're controlled by our dicks, mm. and not all of our dicks are abusive dicks, no. but we're still all controlled by them <laughs> and and you know like somebody like Harvey Weinstein has has a weapon mm-hmm. and he used it and and ruined a lot of lives I'm sure and a lot of people are talking about that but I think especially with climate change it's like interesting no I well no I don't think that that's what I'm saying at all actually I think that men are just I don't know what do you think about it like how do you feel because you're very uh explicit about your like kink and it's inspiring how empowered you are by your sexuality well yes at the same time that I
0: you know but a large part of my storytelling too is admitting that I still have so many sexual hangups. like you know at at a certain point in the show's history I thought that coming out of the closet about a lot of kinky shit would be like would be totally empowering and make me feel like I've got like more com- more and more confidence in that realm. What are we
2: talking? Because that's in proportion to how deep in the closet it has to
0: come out. Uh, well, yeah, there 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 was an episode of Risk called Kevin Goes to King Camp. It's a
1: literal classic. You have to download it. Me- Kevin Goes to King Camp is amazing yeah. there's a part 2
0: and there's a a, a more recent Kevin at a king camp, camp sir, because the first one was a pansexual one. Yeah, but la- not la- not last summer, but the <laughs> the summer before last, I went to an all male one. One that I can't even mention by name because it's it doesn't have like an internet presence, so it's like a
1: secret society. You yeah. got to get invited. Oh, you were in exactly. the skull and bone <laughs> one. Exactly. <another's>. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jc. <laughs> No, it's obviously Jamie (laughs) Foxx. Everyone knows. (laughs) That's what someone told me. I don't know, allegedly. (laughs) That'd be cool, though.
0: But I told that story on the show, and that story involves getting ambushed by a couple of guys, like, you know, surprised in a dungeon. You know, they had, like, they had found out what they thought I might like beforehand, you know, and decided to ambush me. Like, very spontaneously. Just, like, they looked at each other at a certain moment in a conversation and they were like,
1: yeah, let's ambush them." So they
0: grabbed me and threw me outside this dungeon out in the grass and they started yelling to everyone who was waiting in line to use the toilet. They were like, no, no, use this urinal. <laughs> and they handcuffed me and they threw me down on my knees and like, like eight guys were pissing in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) and And in the story in the in the actual risk story i take you through like guy after like my different feel you know because yeah in some cases like my whole thing is i the anything regarded to regarding sex or kink or any of that i have to be into the guy You know what I mean? So those group scenes can be really fun, but then there are moments of, holy shit, I'm drinking the piss of a guy who I think looks, you know, like my dying (laughs) great-grandfather.
1: I don't understand the problem, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, shit. But what do you think? Do you think gay people, like, do you think, uh, how do you feel? Do you think that it's like healthy sexuality?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's like anything else.
1: You know, like I was talking
0: about the Buddhism a moment ago. You know, there are totally people who get into that scene who are just... Fucked up in this way or that way, or AA or any group that you come into, you'll be like, right, some of these people are a little, you know, I shouldn't be getting advice from, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. There's
1: nutbags in every, yeah, in every proclivity. I mean,
0: however, yeah. however, <laughs> I do think that all of the conversation that comes out of the kink scene is powerful it's really powerful to sit in these workshops and like talk about different people's experiences of dominance and like i did a workshop at this first camp, the pansexual one i I called it secrets of a sweet dom because and and i made it just a conversation between everyone in the room because i was like Alright, I'm here because I kind of want to know some secrets of some other people, so let's all just share this. Because you don't hear people talking so much about the teddy bear kind of dom who's going to, you know, give you instructions but be a total sweetie pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it's nuance. Yeah, you don't. I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> what, the, the tender dom? uh-huh you know, about,
0: like, someone who's but oh yeah 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 there's you know. a lot of those stories on risk now in fact the episode of risk up right now is called with body in brooklyn and it's us and body storytelling from san francisco so this episode and the next one are all about sex and kink
1: yeah i mean it, there is something i felt like the need to bring it because i had like I I loved I loved Kevin Goes to King Camp, which I didn't listen to until after I met you. Mm-hmm. The reason that I even signed up was that I heard you on Julie uh, – what's her name? Not Tamor. Um, Julie Klosner. Oh, uh-huh. On uh, her old podcast that she used oh, to do. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. How was your week? And you were so – Interesting on that podcast, I was like, I gotta listen to this guy for Oh, that's fabulous. You like taught you pitched your thing and then I, I signed up. You pitched Story Studio. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's how I found you. Yeah. So then I listened to Kinkin, so I felt very empowered in the room with you and the other people, like friend of our show, Jean LeBec, who will talk about literally every aspect of her vagina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her seventy year old vagina that went through the woman's movement. She's an amazing person. But, like, it was a really safe environment to, like, just own your sexuality. So the episode that I did, the first episode I did of Risk was Virgins, and that's where I talked about getting shit on. And I just remembered Mara Wilson Mm. was also on that episode.
0: Oh, is that where she eats her shirt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she had a T-shirt that said safe sex is good sex or something like that that she got in high school. And and she was like yeah i'm proud of this shirt i'm gonna wear it and then when she got home she was like what am i thinking my my parents are gonna like freak out and she got so wound up in paranoia like oh if i throw it away this way they'll surely find out if i throw it away this other way they'll surely find out and it just occurred to her to eat, <laughs> eat the fucking shirt which to me it's one of those decisions on risk where it's like what you couldn't you know like it reminds me of the the story where the guy uh shashi muso tells a story about being way way overdosed on lsd like i'm like one of those liquid lsd experiences where it was like whoa 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 a room full of people has all had way too much and at one point he realizes i've got to change this i've got to change my mental state so what i should do is shit in my hand and eat it as a way, <laughs> as a way of rechanneling my energy, you know, it'll make me, you know, probably throw up, and then I'll be new again. Yeah, yeah. Oh so my god! So it's like the
1: yeah. di- like oh, it's, the bacteria. But, but it is funny to think did he about do those. It?
0: Oh, he totally did. He totally did. He
1: ate his poo.
0: There to think about the connection between those two things, like people coming up with the idea to eat something when it's like. No, no, you didn't have to do that,
1: honey. <laughs> uh, especially when it's a textile or a bodily secretion. You know what? When I was <laughs> a kid, my parents—I was really, really introverted.
2: Like, I'm
0: just like—I don't know. I had very no like, when I was a child. Uh huh. Uh-huh. My mom would, like, force me to, like, go talk to people
1: while she watched and shit. was, like, the worst. Oh, wow.
0: Had, like, classes and workshops and, like, in the community.
2: I was really young. I was, like, I, I have faint memories. I was, like, a little kid. Wow. So she signed me up for this um p- play workshop something at, like,
0: the community center in my neighborhood. And uh-huh. All kind of kids older than me, too. I was, like, maybe, like,
2: nine or something. And they gave me, like, a script. I remember when I was a kid, I used to always feel like I was on drugs. Like, the way I feel on drugs as an adult. You know what I mean? Like, everything was always dreamy. So, anyway.
0: Interesting. I remember floating
2: through this class, and they gave me this little script, and I couldn't concentrate on what anybody was saying. It wasn't even the beginning of the class. that would come in, like, weeks in. You know what I mean? This little shy introvert, like, little Oh, kid. no. I was not following, so <laughs> I just sat there in the corner with my script while everything was going on. And when my parents came to pick me up, they had, like, this little conversation with, um, the teacher who was concerned about me because the entire time I'd been sitting there with the script, I'd just been working through a bite of this script.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were eating it? <laughs> 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 I had this
1: soggy, perfect bite. and she would have been maybe onto something (laughs) aren't we all (laughs) we
0: should do an episode just called eating it and yeah (laughs) that's a good idea the weirdest shit you've ever eaten
1: Mm. Mm. whatever it means
0: I remember the Monty Python sketch about the guy who was the world record holder for eating buildings. (laughs) He he basically wore himself down, you know.
1: (laughs) Who played him? Probably Michael Um,
0: Palin as like a crazy.
1: I never really got into them. I did see their Broadway show, though. Probably produced by a psychopath named Scott Rudin. I think he's. Oh, did, did, did he put that show together
0: i don't know or? i assume he puts he's everything definitely together. a psychopath yeah. is he
1: dev- i've applied for jobs a couple of times never got someone psychopath. was in one to of my storytelling classes once that was one of his who assistants. was who was an assistant
0: of his wow yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: scott rudin producer
0: big but he wouldn't share the story on risk because you know sue know. sue, sue yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: scale of one to ten Well, people get into a huge
0: amount of trouble trouble with like stirring up angry people saying this or that was not politically correct. Um, I but, love when
1: you came out and you were like, "Here's a trigger warning for literally the rest of my show. <laughs> if you come to my show, here's your trigger warning." That was my favorite thing. I thought it was so funny. That's <laughs> <It was> good. <laughs> Consider the name of the yeah. show. <laughs> That's <laughs> the what it was. Warning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. But no, has anyone? We we had we listed featured the complete name of a child molester on the show once and his yeah. and he was a config no no he didn't tell the story uh-huh. the storyteller included his full name she had she had been his previous girlfriend before he raped a 13 year old or oh, something like that yeah 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 shit. and she she used she used his full name in the podcast, but she was literally reading from the newspaper. She was like, now I'll read you the news report of Yaya And he was convicted, but his family contacted us and they were like, how dare you be dredging up, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so we were like, "Well, all right, we'll, we'll cut, it. we'll bleep out his last name or whatever, I think. But it, really it was just like, ugh, God, I don't know. So it, it, it it's a hard. I can call see sometimes. both sides of
1: that. Yeah, because like you know, I was thinking about Roman Polanski mm-hmm. because last summer I was in Krakow where he grew. He was born basically, not born, but born into the ghetto almost. Grew up there. Wait, isn't he no. the son of
0: Mia Farrow and
1: No, that's Roman. Oh, Farrow. Roman Polanski. Roman. Roman Polanski. Polanski.
0: Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And he Mm -hmm. raped a 13 year old He Mm -hmm. drugged Mm -hmm. a 13 year old And then raped her her. Yeah Yeah, straight up He's like like majorly fucked up But I believe that Charles Manson Carved his unborn child Out of Sharon Tate And then murdered her And he was born into the Holocaust And the abuses happened In the decade after she was murdered Mm. So So when I think about somebody like Roman Polanski, because like a common theme is that perpetrators, adult perpetrators, are not able to be rehabilitated. This is something that a lot of um, service organizations, a, 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 a belief that they adopt.
0: Well, let me ask you something about his, his story. Did anything else come out? Did people say, oh yeah, he also we felt like he was creepy in this or that way. I
1: think he, yeah, I think other people sort of said he was like creepy, but I don't know of any other like specific allegations. Yeah. He was convicted of that crime though. He raped he was that called, 13 yeah. year old. It, he wasn't he
0: convicted her. like in Los Angeles or something? Yeah. Like and that? he fled. Yeah, he, yeah.
1: he like went to Europe. That's yeah. why he doesn't come to the United States. Cause he'll be arrested immediately yeah, if yeah. he comes here. But I think that there's um, actually a new allegation against him. Mm. So, but, um, that I was thinking about his abuses, um, and they they did all happen. The new one was the same era. It was like the decade after Sharon Tate was murdered. Mm. So just thinking about that, I don't know. Can somebody have a psychotic break and become sexually violent oh, in a way yeah, like that? Absolutely, they, and can then they, be they, rehabilitated. They, they, well, I don't know. That's about the question. Or yeah. can they just like? Like mellow from the trauma that they endured and embodied, and it, that, that's how the cycle of violence. Oh it, well, there's works. an
0: interesting story on the podcast here. The here be monsters. Oh, and it's it's a long. It's the whole episode is interviews with a guy who was put away on this little sex offenders island neighborhood. Like I don't know, maybe this is in Florida or something like that. And the guy has been, you know kind of on house arrest on this little island of other sexual, uh, sex offenders, and is making the case that he's better now, that he's grown up, you know, that that was really? when he was a teenager. Yeah. So how old is he now? now I think he's in the, his 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, the, like a few different psychologists have been like, yeah, yeah, he's very much, like that was a weird growth spurt hormone thing that where his bipolarism or whatever has evened out and yeah. yada yada.
2: The line is blurry. Um, sex offenders, specifically pedophiles, with chemical or even physical surgical castration, mm. and some of them choose it. Well, I guess it's always a choice, but I, I don't know. Um, and some of them say that that is the only thing. It like took away all their sexual urges towards anything, and that's the only thing that worked. And it has all these like it like makes your.
0: But there are a
2: similar
0: kind of thing like this big hormonal body change. Right, right. Or like, or like if you got a brain tumor and all of a sudden started doing irrational shit. But no, there are people, I don't know how many, but I have heard of cases of people who are in therapy who talk at length about their pedophilia but never intend to act on it and feel very like strong in therapy that they never will.
2: for different kinds of psych things right and running the gamut from everything and um even more specifically within those and then there's the like um pedophile thread or <laughs> a
0: million of them on there and some of them are specifically people who it's like support between people who are pedophiles as an orientation if you can call it right that. right right and and, and are and defend. yeah intend to stay strong yeah yeah that sort right, of thing I mean, yeah like, because because crazy everyone crazy. has some sexual fantasies that they are like yeah i can think about that but i'm not i don't think i'm going to go there yeah, you know yeah the thing that they like right,
2: reading the shit blew my mu- i mean writing what am i saying reading the shit blew my mind because it was like people's first hand deeply it was the same people over and over talking to each other about how they hate how they are but they're just like that
0: and it, it is like they keep comparing it to uh, orientation like yeah so Yeah, there's a there's a great book called Perv by the psychologist Jesse Baring in, in England. And th- like uh, several chapters of the book are about that. But it's about various, you know, kinks or fetishes or perversions. Um, and it's an amazing, like very, very sex positive, fascinating book. But... Yeah, it, it, he. I think he too argues. I don't remember the exact language, but I think he too argues that it's like an an orientation. As I recall, he had like he said it's kind of like the slot machine, you know, where you get lemon, 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 apple or whatever. You have your gender, your orientation. A you you might be stuck with liking a particular type, you know, like you might be super obsessed with older people or you know whatever it might be or asian men <laughs> <laughs> which has now become a lot more on pc for me to you know i know admit, actually i was going to ask think. you
1: about that yeah can you talk about that now do people want to be like you're exoticizing or what
0: well you know what you about? It, it, just that i have a tendency to like if if oh, that's your type. yeah oh. I have dated I have dated and been with you know guys from every race all all over the world but especially in my well you know I got married I got married to a Filipino guy and it's not it's not it's not like vertigo you know it's not like I must recreate him but it really did kind of like like solidify for me like holy shit I like you know like it there was some comfortability there that, got
1: you? that grew over the years. I tasted a little bit of that Egyptian, and I'm like, oof.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I got herpes from an Egyptian.
1: <laughs> 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 Hope you wrote him a thank you letter. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord.
1: Um, but no.
0: No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that is that you, you, I totally recognize that I have to be a lot more mindful about how I talk about that because it is different than having a preference over some other, like for example, to prefer tall guys or fat guys or short guys or whatever or guys with red hair, because race involves your family, your history politics, like, it's so loaded with layers of energy. Someone might argue that sex is the same way, though. Like sex is inherently political. Yeah, yeah, that you can't, like, a lot of people have shared stories on risk about being attracted to this type or that type, and it's interesting, like, the extent to it. Like, I, I've experienced a lot of shame around it, and talk about it in therapy a lot, of god i wish i wasn't so stuck on a type because it feels i feel smaller i feel like i have painted myself in a corner so i sometimes deliberately get with guys who are you know you know of different races and i've had mixed results with that you know where at times i feel like oh am i just doing this to you know for like is this fair to the guy that I'm experimenting tonight and don't think I'm gonna like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a precious piece too, Kevin. Yeah, you can't help it. And yeah. Though, like, but, the you're it you
0: but then it's, it's so it's so like, oh, yeah, it's so hard to tell though I mean it doesn't feel like a choice because you know walking down the street if I see a beautiful Asian guy I'm just like oh my god what's better than that you know to my uh, to, to just whatever my own bodily reactions or whatever but at the same time yeah I, I, I feel like oh I would I feel the same way about types in different ways though like when I go to a kink camp I'm like holy shit these people who are attracted to everyone yeah, 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 yeah. can have such a more open and interesting and fun time because, oh, yeah. because so many
1: people are well it is
0: kind of funny like I sometimes look at some of the folks who do sleep with just everyone and think yeah like like I don't know that that also seems perverse in some way to have new type
1: <laughs> total compulsion
0: <laughs> right you I like- guess I tend
1: more toward that on the apps, although I just always went for like this is what I realized like not in like a Harvey Weinstein way, but I do realize like this guy had unlimited access to whatever the fuck he wanted, so. We're able, especially as gay men, mm-hmm. to define exactly what we want. But is saying I pre- I I prefer Asian guys any different than I prefer white guys? I don't know. Probably I mean I think stru- yeah, Well, because there's a conversation around
0: Yeah, the power and the, the white guys play- who say I society. prefer white guys. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, exactly. The, um it's not a choice, then the point
1: What do you mean? Well the thing of it is Well, that's not even my ultimate point that I was going to make. I mean, that was just like, I I was just, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting, but that's not even, that is interesting, but that's not what I was trying to get at about like white and Asian. Uh, Just saying in general, like, I don't know, like people can be into whatever they want, but also you can be passively into that and just like sort of respond to who appeals to you. But I found as I was like pursuing guys when I was like having a lot of sex for like a period of two years, I was having tons of sex Mm. It's very easy to have sex when you're a gay man in New York City. Yeah. Um, And I was always, like, fucking big-ass bottoms. Like, I just really liked bottoms with big asses. And I realized that that was, like, it wasn't abusive. It was, like, totally consensual. But it was, like, an abuse of, like, my, like, sexuality, I realized. Me abusing my own sexuality. Just, like, pigeonholing it into only wanting to fuck big asses. See, this is the thing, is that my
0: shrink tells me and that jesse Bering book i think says the same thing that men are a little bit more hardwired about certain preferences and th- it really can be the sort of thing where you happen upon a preference and you know just like any sort just like getting into coffee or cigarettes or whatever, you can like keep going back to that and start to get stuck in a little bit of a rut, you know, that's just a neurological pathway you've carved in your brain because you kept going back to that same... Totally. The other person but I just don't want you know right, right 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 there's,
2: there's a component
0: to it that's not just not a choice it's
1: totally out of our control oh yeah it's determined by factors that we are not aware of and don't have access to i mean Harvey Weinstein was jerking off on plants in front of women like the guy had like major that's not some kids. sort of compulsive yeah that's yeah. disordered it's completely disordered but i wonder like how much of these apps bring us closer toward disordered behaviors because not that it's disordered in the same i'm not equating it but there is like a sort of disorder to like pigeon i think to like pigeonholing and i think some guys become cock zombies it enables some guys not all guys cuz not everyone engages everything the same way some guys can engage the ha- apps in like a totally healthy way some guys can fuck a different guy every night in a totally healthy way i can't do that so mm-hmm. i'm like speaking for me and guys like me it's just, t- it's too much uh, positive reinforcement, like for going after just what I want and not trying something that I don't want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like trying, I, I, I'm i not, I'm, it's not even about race at this well, point. Well, the funny thing is you hear like stories from people's actual lives
0: of having a type and then meeting the love of their life being totally not that
1: type totally. at all. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah, and I mean, I I definitely think having a type is a real thing. Because, like, when you jerk off, when you look at porn, like, you do consume things, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, what kind of food do you like? You can't control that to a certain extent. But we
0: do live in an era where the internet and these apps and everything, the internet with the way that it organizes porn and these apps with the way that they filter people by race and whatnot, um, you know, it, it is making it more, like weirdly a la carte for us. You know? And our
1: brains, which we started this episode talking about, we don't know very much about what's happening on one side to the other. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 I mean, we don't really know how they're processing because everything's new. Everything's new in the last century. Yeah. All of that technology is new, really in the last half century. Yeah. You're approaching the singularity. It is.
0: I mean, you know, except that just me and you don't understand the algorithms by which these things, you know, there are ways that these things are already maybe smarter that, you know, everyone has like 16 or whatever types of intelligence. So there are definitely ways that my phone is smarter than me.
1: (laughs) For me, mainly emotionally. (laughs) Facebook is
0: scary
1: well because he's scary
0: I don't know if you guys read did you read the thing in the Atlantic where it was like Facebook like Facebook very much tracks everywhere you go and everything you do so for advertisers
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm comfortable with it like, Oh yeah I'm getting off Facebook I'm They sent me an email from American Cole Han today From where? I went on the Cole Haan website today Looking at their sale They're having their semi-annual sale It's 30% off everything Including <laughs> including on sale items They have really nice shoes And they're, they like work for my feet So point being Moments later I get in my Facebook messenger app A message from Cole Hahn saying we detected activity on our website. Because I was also logged into Facebook at the time, I'm sure. Oh. So Facebook knows whose porn I'm looking at. You know Which isn't a lot these days. No, I'm done. I think well, I'm, 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 I'm going to plan like a, an exit strategy. I'm going to have a funeral for my time on Facebook, but I'm done. That's it. i think everybody should just get off facebook at the end of the year mm. let's all just agree to get off facebook at the end of the year and then nobody misses out like well, you know, fuck that, it that,
0: that might that that might be a natural thing to occur if enough like really evil sounding shit happens over this russia investigation you know Mm. Like, oh. It's online, oh, uh-huh. Like, it's right, it. right, right. And like in Indian shit like they're working with governments like repressive ones to, like being like okay with their laws and stuff. Why? That is like, so much. Even if the U.S. is, like for
2: the most power just
1: like, yeah, we're over it. It's they're like the weird reach into steal the power is growing in such a like... What an evil genius. Oh, well, t- to TBD like, evil. I know, I know. We talked about this, but it's crazy. It's crazy. not wild? It's a Like, living
0: Well, I feel a little trapped also because, you know, in order to keep promoting shit and yada yada, you know need I mean? it, but yeah. you
1: don't. But maybe you do, but I don't know. Right. Well, we should, other we people. should come
0: up with good alternatives. You know? Twitter's fine. Insta's what? fine, but they probably
1: oh. do the same shit. Everybody does the same shit. They're all right. following us right. everywhere we go. <laughs> I don't know. We yeah, give yeah, them yeah. access to our location, whatever. I don't. It also I sort of. Password in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. We wake up and Mark Zuckerberg just has all of our money. And then what are we doing? <laughs> Debating Harvey Weinstein's sexual abuse allegations. <laughs>
0: Oh wow! You put
2: your full fucking account information into an app that you didn't know if you trusted,
0: and now you're mad at us. Why would you do such a thing? Shit. Yeah, there, there was a there was a radio ad in Cincinnati in the seventies, and the the person just played some sad music for thirty seconds, and then at the end said, "Please send money," and gave an address, <laughs> and they made like thirty thousand dollars. Wow. People just sending money to an actress like just because the music moved them and they trust the voice and didn't mention what it was for. That is
1: genius. We're we're ripping that off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I know, honestly, a hundred percent literally uh, will show Meryl Streep's career just crumble before that's making me cry. <laughs> because I care about what's important, <laughs> movie stars and 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 athletes. Um, so we play a game called a Rapid Fire. That's neither rapid nor fire. Usually, but we're gonna just like say things and <laughs> okay. and then you give us your like your first. <laughs> and it's like it's it's just does like
0: does what I say have to be real short too? Okay.
1: Like just the first things that come into your mind. Okay. All right. So Meryl Streep, uh, Sylvie's choice. Oh, interesting. Okay. Penis. Um.
0: <laughs> Foreskin.
1: <laughs> oh, anus. Oh, heaven. <laughs> Preach. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> donald glover <laughs> i love donald glover oh i haven't
1: seen that show what's the show that he's on on netflix uh, The get atlanta. down yeah, oh atlanta that's him yeah, yeah yeah i don't wa- I've, i don't watch any tv shows um but i hear yeah I, it makes me actually <laughs> um favorite tv show oh
0: gosh um I guess recently the thing that I got most carried away with was uh, Game of Thrones. It's so fucking ridiculous, but I do find it like kind of it's kind of like an opera, you know, where you're like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Okay, Game
1: of Thrones accurately represent male sexuality or no?
0: think so do you think so oh you oh, what i you mean it's just like, like so like, brutal but is. like <gasps> yeah well it's like it, the
1: basis it, the like the like pure id of the
0: it gets that part of it right yeah yeah, yeah yeah, totally but maybe not the deeper nuances of like you know mechanics it's an
1: epic it can't yeah 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 yeah. no way i <laughs> mean Oh, um,
0: he has this amazing commencement speech. So I teach it a lot because it's a great example of how to get to a controlling idea in a story. And his controlling ideas are like Apple, sl- Apple slogans. So in his, in, his, in his commencement speech, he has three little anecdotes and one ends with, oh, I don't know fail big or something like they're all like two or three word sentences and they're, they're really inspiring and cute. Um, I don't know much about him otherwise, you know, interesting.
1: Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Oh, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. There's the origin story, which I know that that movie was supposedly not so accurate to, um, the 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 social social network. network. Um, but still there's, yeah, there's something there's, something very cold and odd about him that I don't trust. He looks like Yeah, there's just something that's not there's there's a piece of the puzzle that we can't clearly make out and (laughs)
1: Yeah, he thinks he has the answer. What's
0: the thing with him going around the country like he's running for president? You think he is? Yeah,
1: hundred percent. He's is he? He's 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 my age, right? He's, he's going to be thirty five, thirty six. He'll be he. oh god, this will be the first presidential election that I'll be like the age, and oh, so will wow. he. This will be the first one he's the age too. You thought you had hope with Obama, but here's the real hope. Never. Look at me. In a million years, I will never ever fucking vote for Mark Zuckerberg. But I mean, unless you come on the show, Mark, you know, ha- come have a seat on my couch. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would do one signature collecting. <laughs> no, Kevin's very political. You were Hillary, right? Hillary, Hillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw her pantsuit yesterday. It's on display in the. Suffrage exhibit the after suffrage exhibit at the Museum of the City of New York. And when I got to it, I literally there's there's I'm sorry, there's a booth cuz I am not like such a fan of Hillary and like this Harvey Weinstein thing is like making me really not like her even more. Trying to like Hillary has made me disgusted. I know. It's well, very what? difficult. <laughs> so
0: so so how well do you think those two know each other? Very
1: very well. Uh, really? For sure, the connection between Weinstein and the Obamas and the Clintons is very thick. Mm. He's heavily embedded with both. It's okay. We'll all get through it. i well, will get through <laughs> it. It's just the truth. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. It's the truth. <laughs> Everyone gets so mad at me when I talk about their mother, Hillary. <laughs> no, never. No. Never Chelsea, never Mark. It's not sexist. It's just like you know, we don't want psychopaths and the children of them. Kevin Allison's not on board with anything we're saying anymore. Oh no, no, no. Or no, I shouldn't speak for you, but we're not speaking for you.
0: I I thought that Hillary was the best choice in this past election, like for sure. I mean, Chelsea, but yeah. Um, but no, no, I've never like, like rabidly defended her as being like an exemplary character in all these sorts of ways. I think she had a hell of a lot of remarkable accomplishment behind her and like a, a life of service. But no, obviously I see that there's plenty of cracks in the facade. You yeah. Know what I oh, mean?
1: man. And I just think like how she could possibly turn a finger on harvey weinstein without 27 pointing back at her husband bill mm. is like crazy you know because everybody talks about uh that woman in arkansas that said he raped her and then she aligned herself what with was the Trump campaign name? her name oh my god i'm so sorry i don't remember this right now but i can't remember her name this is paula jones no no yeah. no it wasn't paula jones or jennifer flowers uh, i i thought her name was juanita but it's not juanita um but anyway, when she aligned herself with the Trump campaign, that made her not credible or not. she wasn't sustainable for women on the left. But I thought that that was like a really interesting moment that this woman was saying a man raped her and like the whole believe her movement failed her in this interesting way. Mm. But also like people don't believe her because she aligned herself with Trump, who's a vicious liar and like mm. another psychopath predator. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was Juanita Broderick. That was her name. Oh, right, right. Juanita okay, Broderick. Okay. Okay. Um Right. Mm. No, I mean, but honestly, if he raped her, that she was going to get accountability because what happens overwhelmingly, this is what we see. The lengths that people go, I think this might be a left brain, right brain thing. There's like some self-preservation. There's some disconnect that we're or whatever. I don't know what it is, but there is a thing that people are able to do where they are able to to not just like espouse, but embody a certain morality. However, make a very stark exception. Oh yeah and and, and not reconcile that contradiction. yes and, and,
0: and prefer to be kind of in denial about that or tell not. a lie yeah, which yeah. is a form of telling and, and, a lie. And tell lies to yourself and, and try to believe your own
1: lies. and sometimes tell others because you convince yourself that your lie is the truth. That happens all the time in these systems.
0: Well, the president does this all the fucking time. Just makes up little stories based on what he wants to believe, and then gets a little feedback from Fox News or whatever, and is putting ideas in other people's heads in his stories. You know, he where creates people, the news. People that are constantly way. coming back and being like, "No, I didn't say that. I suggested the opposite to him." You know, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, like the <laughs> problem is, is that
1: he also tells the truth about the media. And that it makes shit up. So, like, it's hard to tell when he's right about that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. Sometimes they really get it really fucking right. But because he's right and the examples of him being right are really disturbing. Like, with Harvey Weinstein, again, with the New York Times. If the New York Times agreed to bury parts of a story that uh, that woman Mm -hmm. said that Matt Damon and Russell Crowe pressured her not to parts of if the new york times is complicit in that then donald trump is right we do have fake news that's mm. fake news well, right that protects abusers his point isn't including, including him that they lie because
2: not the truth not kind of broker for news. right so we And this other thing, and it's opaque to me, and I can't access it, I can never really trust you. I can never, you have an access I don't have access to. Right.
0: But we also are in the habit of saying the media as if it's a monolith. I mean, there are news organizations that are better about being like you yeah, know, but they're all
1: controlled by those like the like it's like Viacom. Exactly At some point, it goes right. It goes to the Trump level. It goes to the they see the big picture and control it for they sure. Are mm Hmm. So You're going to tell me that a young graduate from Juilliard knows more about Harvey Weinstein sexually abusing women than the editor of The New York Times does? Jessica Chastain. She said when she started out, coming out of Juilliard... I'm putting that on. She didn't see it coming out of Juilliard. She just said when she was coming out, but she was like a young woman from Juilliard and she was like going into Hollywood and everyone warned her. She said she was warned to stay away and she kept tabs on it. But I'm just saying everybody... No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just like making another point. Like I'm I'm building on what you're saying. Like you can't tell me that like somebody at that level knows more about Harvey Weinstein's allegations than Meryl Streep or... Like people at the New York Times, higher oh, ups. Oh, like, well, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's I, yeah. complicit. And I think the reason is that the media is actually kind of a monolith. It isn't a monolith, and it is. Right, 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 right. She's complicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Not a either, Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour mm. and harvey weinstein hosted co hosted a fundraiser for Barack Obama during his last reelection campaign. Oh wow, interestingly wow. enough, everybody's hands are dirty. <laughs>
2: because it's opaque to us from mm. To them, it's like, the collusion is a real thing. Like, they all are, the Democrats need the Republicans to be in opposition to each other, or else what would be the point
0: of them. But if the Democrat, the, the you, you, but you certainly can't go from that logic to saying, oh, it doesn't matter what party you vote for, because there are yeah, major differences. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that they're, the Yeah, yeah, that the there's, the that power separates, that there is a sort of a, you know. And Well, based on what you were saying before, like, do you think this will be bad, like this Harvey Weinstein thing uh, with just on the heels of Cosby, and will it lead to more, and what would that mean? You know, it could mean further erosion of the public's trust in anyone who's, you know, got a certain amount of money and power, you know what I mean? Radical transparency. It would be so... I mean, you know, like, I don't know if you did catch Hillary's interviews on, like, with Vox or um, Rachel Maddow, but she was talking about how, you know, there are elements of the Republican Party that want to have a constitutional convention uh, to... And do you know what that is? It's in the Constitution that a convention could be called to just basically get rid of the constitution entirely and come up with a new one <laughs> like there's a certain amount it, it's kind of like impeachment it seems like the sort of thing that would be like a huge thing to get every, everyone on well, board well that's a civil for. war
1: that's a civil yeah, war yeah 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 that happens so, that's but a civil anyway war. her
0: her saying you know that is a possibility was was definitely sounding the alarm of you know we live in a universe well, I think that there are enough super far right motherfuckers now who do not mean. Oh yes,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think in
0: order to be able to rewrite the bills and everything, yeah.
1: I don't think it's a majority, but I think it's. I think it's. It's, it's cra- like anything; it, it, it could it's grow. The, it's the people why not? You got to control Bannon that. Steve wants to get in. Yeah, you, know? you just get somebody. You know what? Because men are fucking cock zombies you just get them with what fucking gets them hard that's what i think is happening like these guys who feel like they they're not like i know i i think that that's that's why we're seeing these white guys they don't feel I don't, it's not it's not about sex but it's like always like white guys so it's these guys who should have everything that's what we're told mm. and when they feel like they don't have anything they're just gonna like flash out yeah 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 and they're gonna like cut right through it they're gonna just take it they're gonna go out and rape and pillage Mm. and I think that that's what we're seeing happen that's what I think these tiki mobs are And Mm. I think that it's easy to attract people to that for sure however not people of every color not people of every color have a sympathizer in the White House right right It doesn't matter why he well, sympathizes, I'm not talking about emotional. Are, they
0: he, keep feeding in. Exactly. The, and he
1: says there are decent people on both sides. He says it. That means they have a sympathizer. They have somebody who's sympathetic to their voice.
0: He does have a history of like even believing that you have good genes or poor genes. Yes. You know, all he that
1: comes shit. from fucking racist scum. We know this. Woody Guthrie, who would know because he was born of a Klansman, basically called Frederick Trump, his father, a Klansman in a song 75 years ago or whatever. Like, this isn't new. Oh, this is what right. he was born that's into. That's right. Yeah. Trust Woody Guthrie. Woody. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Lutkin. Do, not, do, do not doubt Woody, for fuck's sake.
1: No, yeah. we did a whole show. This amazing guy, David Lutkin, has a great Trump's story, actually, because he starred in the national tour of Will Rogers Follies with Marla Maples in the early 90s. And when it opened in Dallas, when it opened in Dallas, his hometown, Donald Trump threw them a party because he was also in town. And so Donald Trump, he was playing Will Rogers, this guy David that we know, who did a whole show about Woody Guthrie. He was playing Will Rogers. He was the star opposite Marla Maples. And on opening night, Donald Trump said to David's mother, David's gonna be a huge star. All he needs is one big scandal. <laughs> yeah. That was his Donald Trump story, which so I thought was pretty good. And um, yeah, so we had this guy David. He did a, an amazing show that was here in New York about Woody Guthrie called "What He Says." And Speaking it was all of about
0: musicals, have you heard the tidbit that when Evita came out in what I think 1980,
1: 79, in that the Trump went
0: to, <laughs> Trump went to see it on Broadway like as soon as it opened, like six times. Really, I find that pretty fucking interesting because that play—it's about a fascist—is a roadmap to a developing fascist.
1: <laughs> well, okay, but I am gonna say, you know, apparently Patty LePone's performance was like pretty legendary, you know. <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> you got to admit there's a Lapone power in it
1: too. I, I, so I can't. I can This is one point where I cannot fault him. Yeah. I honestly don't see the problem in this at all. <laughs> he and literally every other gay man in New York City. <laughs> oh my god, that's so interesting. Yeah. Anyway, and you know, at a time like right before he was going to be complicit in the AIDS crisis being covered up by the city. Mm. I think he had to be, and I'll tell you why. Because he was a real estate developer, and as people were dying in Mm. New York City, in the East Village, Mm. in Greenwich Village, their apartments were turning over immediately to market rate. And he was a developer, and that benefited him. He was friends with Koch. His mentor was Roy Cohn. There is no way that Koch, a gay man, was... Just gonna let all these other gay men die on his own He was he was pleasing the powers that be and I think the powers that be include Donald Trump Mm. And Roy Cohn his mentor So I think that so I would say that's why I think but I can't really draw that map But I just I don't see how it's possible that he wasn't that's interesting Yeah but anyway, you know Ed Koch tried to get better, but then when he died, remember every gay man <laughs> of like over fifty was just dancing on his grave and so on social media. Right, right. It's like right. wild to see that happen. Like those, there have been a few of those moments. Because I'm about to do a whole project with the ACT UP oral history project. Oh wow! And um, like making theater out of it, and I'm gonna. They did 187 interviews. And I'm going to recreate all 187 of them verbatim. Oh, wow. Over the course of the coming year. Okay. But one thing that I've noticed uh, just from my generation, and your generation is post-AIDS too, just though, uh-huh. like you were a uh-huh. teenager. Yeah. Because how old are you? 45? 47. 47. Yeah. Ooh, you're getting close to 50. I you look know. great.
0: I'll be f- I'll be 48 in February. Thank
1: gingers, you. Gingers can age really well. <laughs>
0: From sucking Asian butt. (laughs) (laughs) There's youth juice in them, but. (laughs) Uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, shit.
1: Anyway, that was Roy Cohn's secret, too. Just kidding. I'm not equating you with Roy Cohn at all. He was gay, though, and died. Anyway. He's, in,
0: he's, in, he's a character in Angels of America. Well, he was,
1: that's what I'm talking about. He was Trump's mentor. That's what I was just talking about. Roy Cohn, like he was like in the '80s. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting play. Anyway, this is this is too long. This is like the longest rapid fire in history.
0: Oh, oh, this is still a. rapid-fire? It's rapid not. Fire no, then. we lost the
1: plot. <laughs> do, do you do you reveal
0: to people that we're
1: stoned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like sort of like you know, it's like sort of like if you the title of the show is the trigger warning. It's just like sort of the nature of the show. They know. They, they know. Right, uh, right. So we're here, which means we're stoned.
0: I am at risk-show.com is the website. Mm. And on Twitter, I'm at the Kevin Allison.
1: And where is the nearest dungeon people can piss in your mouth?
0: (laughs) That would be Paddles, which is right across the street from UCB Theater.
1: Oh, interesting. In Chelsea or East?
0: Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, 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 yeah you should go
1: to paddles, I've never been, it's maybe, no, it's
0: it's only gay, like, at certain times, it's normally, like, an everybody, do
1: queen. they, have, do they have a, just, like, a jerking off party, you can't touch anybody else, but you can jerk off, yeah, the yeah, there's a lot of, that's that, I was, I was invited to that once, yeah, maybe I should go, that's not a bad idea,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, I used, I used to go to tons and tons of sex clubs and sex parties, mm. But it's really, really, really died off in the past several years. Cause I don't know, it 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 takes a lot out of you to like I as I get older, I'm like, I don't wanna leave the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Preach. Okay, well you can find us at unhirable show, um, unhirable podcast at gmail, patreon dot com slash unhirable Karen. <laughs> Uh, Tommy O'Malley with a K. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bye.